Welcome to Mindset Reset Radio, where we're on a mission to help millennials get intentional in life, business, and career with practical advice and real stories of living with intention, the good, the bad, and lots of the ugly. I'm your host, Jess, and my goal is to flip your perspective on what's possible with the help of the amazing intention getters I get to have as guests. Join my community on Instagram, at Jessica Thiefels, so we can keep these conversations going while supporting one another to stay intentional every day. And finally, if you love this podcast, please subscribe, share, and review. I would greatly appreciate it. I'm super stoked to introduce today's guest, my friend, Morgan King. She's the founder of Morgan King Real Estate Group with Berkshire Hathaway. She's also a speaker, a podcaster, and a realtor who has so many amazing things to share with us. Welcome, Morgan. Thank you so much for coming on. Hey, Jessica. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to talk with you today. Yeah, this is so great. And we had a little catch up before the call because yeah, it's been a minute. Bouncing around. It's been way too long. Okay, cool. Well, why don't you tell us what it is you do, what you're all about? Yeah, for sure. So I feel like I don't have an, uh, there's not like words to describe it. I'll try and keep it short. Um, but I am a residential realtor based out of La Jolla, California. So that's kind of my, where I get the bread from. And then I also integrate a lot of like spiritual elements and help support other people kind of find their truth in life, if you will. I think we all go through things in our lives and upon the age of 30, I went through a few traumatic experiences that really opened my life up and kind of cracked me open to my core, um, reawakened me, if you will. And I try and share those principles with other people, help support them wherever they are, whether it is another real estate agent or just generally females in most cases. Um, So doing this through events, through my podcast, The La Jolla Local, um, where I interview local business owners to share their life stories because they obviously went through something as well kind of the lessons that they learned. So kind of similar to what you're doing, where it's just like, let's be open, let's be raw, let's share with each other our experiences so we can help support each other on this journey called life. That is incredible. And something that I really, I would love for you to talk a little bit about because I feel like it's so easy to see really um, raw and challenging personal experiences and sort of disconnect that from business and from work. How do you, it seems like you've kind of brought those two things together. Can you tell us a little bit about how those experiences have influenced what you're doing and and how you do it? Yeah, for sure. So I think being a realtor in general, like the positioning that I take is I'm just true wholeheartedly myself. So I think you are the brand and there's so many great realtors in La Jolla. It's a very saturated market. And I really think in order to differentiate yourself, people are just going to work with you because they connect with you and they like you. And so who am I? You know, I try and express myself and be vulnerable and open up and share who I am in the hopes that I can help support somebody or connect with them in my business. So that's kind of how I integrate those two things together. And like my work and life is very mixed in together. So like meeting with a client, is also a business activity, but I truly enjoy it. And I love my clients and they're my friends. So there's not like this, this line that normally comes with like, I had a nine to five job prior to this. And it was very much like, here's work, here's personal life. I was a very different person at work than I was in personal life. 
Um, I'm a high D driver, like get shit done type of a person. Um, and then in my personal life, I like to be fun and kind of crazy. I'm a little, I'm very weird actually. Once you get to <laughs> you're um, hilarious. First of all. It's, 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 that's who I am. And so I think back then it was definitely more like segregated or segmented, if you will. And now it's just kind of blending it all together. And just like, I think the word authentic is overused a lot, but in this context, I think being authentic and true to who you are, like you are the only you, you are the only you there ever will be. And like, why not give the world the opportunity to experience the truth of who you are? So I guess I, in a long way, kind of answering your question, because <laughs> I think it's really important to connect those things together and just like, we all have something. And I think connecting truly to people is just by really being yourself through and through and not um, separating out those elements. Hell yeah. I love that. Yeah. You could not possibly agree more. I love that you say that, but I wonder how did you reach that place? Because I feel like so many people are listening thinking, I can't be me. I can't be my most authentic self. You know, I've, people have said this about me or that about me. I mean, that was a struggle for me for a long time. What sort of work have you done to, or have you always been able to sort of just like be in your most authentic self? I think first it takes a lot of time. I haven't always been, I guess it depends on what the situation was. Like with my friends, I'm from a really small town in Wisconsin. Um, I've been friends with some of the same people for 30 plus years now. So obviously around them, I've always been my true self. But when it comes to like being outside your comfort zone, which is I think what you're talking about is like to an audience or like strangers or other people. Mm -hmm. I'm comfortable being myself when it comes to work. I was always what I thought they, whoever they are, we all have a they, um, mm -hmm. thought I should be. And I was unhappy. And it's like I had all the things, six figure, whatever, you know, all those things that everybody thinks that they want. And I was married. And once all that was there, I was not happy. And it kind of collapsed all around me. And I think that's when you really ask yourself the questions of like, what is my purpose? Like, why am I here? What am I doing? It has to be bigger than this. And you kind of just say like, I'm not going to answer to anybody anymore. And people are, there's going to be some people that don't like it, but I truly believe we attract the right people into our lives and the, the people that want to hear it. And you don't want to be lukewarm water. You want to be either hot water or cold water because some people like cold water and some people like hot water and vice versa. Don't like them. Um, but most, oh, everybody likes warm water, but it's just like, oh, whatever. It's kind of basic, you know? Yeah. So I, even when I post stuff, like I don't have a huge Instagram following. It's not like a big um, lead generator for me. So I don't spend a ton of time on it. Um, but when I do post stuff, I'm kind of just like, I hope people unfollow me that don't like it because I don't want those people around. I don't want their energy. Like I want the right people in the room that are going to enjoy what I have to say and agree with me and connect with those people further. It's not about like the numbers. It's about like the authentic connections for me. Yes, completely agree. And, and when you, there, you are the, your most authentic self, like exactly what, like you said, you're going to attract those people. And especially on social media these days, if you're building a personal brand, people can sniff out inauthenticity and, and fakeness so easily. I mean, I've, unfollow people all the time because I'm like, this just isn't, I can tell this isn't really you. This is a version of you that you think you're supposed to be. And totally. I just don't with those people. 
And I feel like it originally social media was that it was like, let's create like, especially I think the original I think about is like Pinterest and it's still kind of is like this, but Pinterest has evolved into something different and it's not really at the forefront anymore. When I lived up in San Francisco, all the, the like Pinterest and Instagram, obviously Facebook, like those things were starting to grow. And like, you would just look at that life and be like, oh, I want to be there. Like it was very aspirational mm-hmm. originally. And now content has completely shifted. And the only ones that are successful are the, the ones that truly resonate with people, especially right now. Like there's so much noise because people are sitting at home. Um, and I don't say noise in a bad way. I'm just saying a lot of things coming at us and we have more time to absorb the information. Like we don't have all the tasks that we used to have on our plate in this very moment. And so it's really come down to just like, do you resonate with that person? And for me, honestly, like the truth of it is I, I'm so in touch with my intuition that if something doesn't feel right, I like physically can't do it anymore. So I don't do things that don't feel good anymore. I know that sounds ridiculous and being like, oh, it must be nice, but is the truth. (laughs) Like if something doesn't feel right, I'm like, no thanks. Like I just don't have time for that in my life. Yes. Yeah, absolutely not. I feel the same exact way. Yeah. What I feel like listeners are wondering right now is how do I do that? (laughs) How do I tap into my intuition so I can know when to walk away from something or allow myself, I guess, to walk away from something. Can you speak to how'd you get there? How do you sort of stay in line with your intuition? Yeah. So first, I just want to say there is no there. Like I am a work in progress all day, every day. This is who I aspire to be. And I am majority of the time, but there are still like very hard days and questions and uncertainty. But I do spend a lot of time working on this. And Some of the things I do, um, I think it all stems from truly, truly loving yourself. Mm. Because when you love yourself, you show up unapologetically. You don't wait for other people to anoint you or approve of you. You don't look through the lens of other people as to what they think you are. The reason why, like, I feel like that's the biggest misconception, if you will, is like, we look to others as to who we are. And they have such a limited sight of who we are. Not only that, they have lenses of their perceptions of people and experiences in their past that they see you through. And so kind of just saying like, I only look to me, I'm in need of nothing and really self-loving myself. So what does that look like tactically? It's like I exercise, I eat healthy, I sleep really well. I don't drink a ton of alcohol, at least in this very moment. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, I love wine though. Don't get me wrong. Um, I surround myself with super high vibe people. I don't watch the news, anything that is negative. Um, this might sound naive. I don't absorb negative information. It just is like a total waste of time for me and meditating. I listen to audibles. I do workshops. I have a life coach. I have group coaching. I have an energy healer. There's a lot of things that go into it. I don't think we were meant to figure things out on our own. But all these things, again, is like, I'm worth it. I'm going to spend the time, the money, the resources that I need so that I can be strong, step into my power, like you kind of mentioned in the um, like brief overview about this podcast, is really like when you close your eyes and you think of the best version of who Jessica is, that's who you really are. You've just been taught otherwise. And so what if you showed up with a thousand percent certainty 
that you are that person that everything you've ever wanted is going to come into your life. You'll just be like so in love with yourself and act from that place that I don't know, it just kind of changes how you do everything. Yes, I totally agree. And, and I do so many of those things too. And, and what I want to remind listeners is it's a lifelong journey, really. And if you're feeling like, how do I even know to do that stuff? How do I even know how to love myself? You know, I think it comes down to exactly like Morgan said, which is finding the support. I started this journey with books, with a therapist. Mm-hmm. I've always been a huge fan of therapy. Um, mm-hmm. So knowing when it's time to look outside yourself. And the way that I sort of had a kind of coming to God moment in terms of coaching, um, I could just tell that my life was good. Every like on paper, it was perfect. I was living the dream, just like Morgan was saying about her story. And I feel like so many of us have this similar story where you're you're living the dream. I'm doing air quotes right now for those of you who can't see me, which is everyone. <laughs> and I could just feel like there was this dark cloud following me. That's the only way that I can describe it. And so when that happens, if you start feeling that way, you know, I think the first step is to say where can I get the most support for this? And that might be a therapist. That might be just telling a friend, like maybe you've never unloaded something that's sitting on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's a coach. Maybe it's just picking up a book by a, you know, a personal development author um, to sort of allow you to start cracking things open. But you, know, you just have to get intentional about, intentional about moving toward something. And it doesn't. there's never going to be the right thing to do. It's just going to be to start moving, taking that first step. Exactly. Because whether it's wrong or it's right, you know that you've either gone the wrong way and you don't go that way anymore, or you're going the right way. Like, I totally agree with you taking that first step forward. I actually want to read a quote right now that just is, I think, really pertinent conversation, if you don't mind. I love it. Yeah. I don't know who it's by, but it says, to change the world, I have to change myself. To change myself, I have to stop my world. When I stop my world, I can change myself. And when I change myself, I can change the world. And this to me like encompasses all of it where it's like, so I outsourced all this stuff, right? And then I kind of stopped going to my therapist. I kind of stopped doing all this stuff. And then like, you actually do know exactly what to do. It's Mm -hmm. the fact that you think you don't, and that's been your story. And that's what we've been told. And like, I still agree, like the books and all that is super supportive and helpful, but take what you want, leave the rest. Like you don't always have to agree with what they say or what they do or what they tell you to do. And like you ultimately start to grow this like a muscle inside of you. That's like, like you just trust it and you know that it's right. Like no matter what. And I think like becoming okay. And that kind of like ties back to the self-love thing is like when you can truly think like, I know exactly what I'm doing. Like how many times do we say that? We never say that. We're always like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm scared. I'm fearful. Like what's the next step? It's like, if you said to yourself every day, I know exactly what I'm doing. Like how empowering is that? Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Yes. To reach that place where you can say that is incredible. I couldn't agree more. And, and stepping into your power and stepping into your knowledge. I mean, that's basically what I did with this podcast. Cause so many of us have that story, right? I don't know the answers. I need to find someone to help me. And yes, I fully agree, especially as a business owner, delegate the things that you don't know. Like, you know, my husband is the CFO of my business and I have a CPA and a bookkeeper because those are things that 
I don't want to <laughs> up, you know, no, girl. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, please. <laughs> um, but this sort, you know, when it comes to this, we have those answers and to tap into them is just getting quiet. It is really, mm-hmm. really that simple. And when I say get quiet, I don't mean you have to sit and meditate. You could literally stare at a wall. But the way that I look at it is if you have all this noise going on in your head, and that's the noise of other people, of yourself, of you dictating your life, of your limitations, of your doubts, with all that going on, it's nearly impossible to hear your intuition that's sort of like popping up in the midst of all of it. So when you Mm -hmm. quiet down and you close all those other tabs and you allow what's happening underneath to come to you, that's when you begin to be guided intuitively. That's when you begin to be pulled toward, you know, what it is that you need in the moment, whether, you know, whether or not you want to go to an event, you know, like Morgan said, not doing things that you don't actually care about. When you give yourself that quiet time, and I mean, five minutes a day, just sit with your tea or your coffee in the morning. Don't read the paper. Don't watch the news. Just sit. You'll be amazed at how much comes to the surface. And I think like, in times that we're in right now, it's like everybody's kind of pausing. And I was this as well. And I I get into this um, pattern, unfortunately, still, I probably will for the rest of my life, is when something does come up when I'm being silent, like we kind of push our emotions down. And so like, here's something that's sad or something frustrates us or whatever, especially when doing this work where you're like, I should be happy all the time. Like that's not real life. Um, And so you push it down, you push it down. And then when you do get quiet, you don't have these things that you can use to avoid feeling. And so I've heard from a lot of friends, a lot of people, even clients that used to travel all the time. And it's like, what's your thing that you do? Do you work out? Do you um, drink? Do you use drugs? Do you like, what are you doing to avoid being quiet with yourself and really listening what it is because it could be something really icky and gross and you have to go through that you can't go around it and with that comes so much growth though i think we like avoid having our feelings and like you saying taking five minutes a day sitting in and being like even if it's really gross and you're like oh my gosh that is so scary you're like okay don't judge it like let it be there and like acknowledge it and be curious and be like why am i feeling like this like where is it coming from because that's where the work is yeah it'll just itself to you and then you're like oh I had to overcome that and now look at where I am and you just you kind of keep evolving and that never goes away and it actually just keeps getting bigger and bigger because you get stronger and stronger yes yes exactly being intentional in those moments of silence and welcoming in and I think what you said is has been really really key for me is having that curious mindset instead of being critical which I immediately go to critical And I work on that every freaking day in my life. And I probably will for the rest of my life. For me, being critical is just sort of my natural flip. I just get there. But being open and curious, this this morning, I just posted this on Instagram this morning. um, The silliest, it seems so silly on the outside, but it was not silly on the inside for me. I put tea in a kettle for my husband. I had done, right now we're drinking different water because I'm drinking specifically distilled water for this protocol I'm on. Um, so I did my tea first with my distilled water. Um, and then I did his and I sat down and we were going to meditate after and I see him take the thing. He's like, Oh, are you done? I'll put water. And I was like, Oh no, I already did it for you. It's, it's all hot. It's ready to go. And he was like, Oh, there's not enough water here. And I'm like, yes, there is. I do it all the time. I know exactly. I know that that's the right amount of water. And he's like, no, it needs more. And that 
triggered me like no other. Mm-hmm. Because it reminded me of a situation when I was a child where I was basically told what I did was not good enough. And that's just followed me my whole life. And mm-hmm. in that moment, we, we meditated. And then I just, I knew that I needed to move into a place where I could dive in. So instead of criticizing myself for what seemed like maybe sil- a silly situation on the surface, like, sure, put more water in it. Who cares? It's your tea. Right. Right. But for me, it wasn't that simple. So instead of criticizing, I got curious. I went outside. I brought my oracle cards. I got my journal. I had meditation music. And I just allowed myself to feel into this, literally feel into the situation. Like I, There's no other way to really explain it. Just felt the pain and then allowed myself to be guided toward what I wanted. And I wanted to write. So I wrote down literally my feelings, frustration, sadness, unworthy, undervalued, all the feelings that were coming up, just single words. And then from there, I moved into more meditation. And then I moved it, you know? So being curious also allows you to figure out what's next. When you really open yourself up in that way, there's not really a question about what you have to do because you're just being guided. Like you're just being pulled toward whatever it is. If you can allow yourself to just open up and be curious. Yeah, and like surrender. It's never the circumstance. It's only the meaning we put behind a circumstance. That's why... That experience might bother you. It might not bother somebody else. It's literally like everything just is. It's Mm -hmm. the meaning, opinions, and judgment we put behind situations and circumstances that create the turmoil, the stress, the frustration. And so, and then you show up in that energy and you attract more of it. And so like what I work on a lot with my coach is we have these two, this model that she creates. I honestly like homegirl is amazing. Her name's Megan Ladd. I just want to do a shout out to her. I know she's a friend of yours too, Um, but she's literally changed my life. And like what she'll do is like, okay, so what's the circumstance? And I'll be like, oh, I'm not, my client's not getting back to me. And it's like, okay, so then my thought around that is that I'm not doing it right. And then the feeling that comes up for me not doing it right is that I'm unworthy. I'm not a good realtor or like I'm sad. I'm frustrated. Um, And then with that energy, what's the action? Okay. So I show up not in my power, needy, like kind of scatterbrained, unsure what to do versus then she does another model. And it's like, okay, so the circumstance, my client's not getting back to me thought that maybe they're just busy. I'm fine. I'll move on to the next client. Healing. I'm empowered. I'm smart. I know exactly what I'm doing. Action. Continue moving forward. Know that no matter what, if they don't respond, another client will. She like literally reframes the way in which you see circumstances because it's all thought and thought is just like not real. Like we just create that in our mind because of our perceptions of situations. Now I'm getting into it very deep, but like that's your, what you said is a great example. It's just like, and you recognizing that too, and not like just getting beat up on yourself. Like you said, if like the circumstance of the tea, you're just like, okay, what's going on here? Like, let's dive in and potentially reframe this because the way in which I'm seeing it isn't serving me right now. Right. Exactly. And I definitely think that takes practice, but just any time that comes up is to be, to step into that curious mindset, to step into what is this? What does this mean? And I like to think too, like, how can I be grateful for this? Like, I was pretty upset with my husband and I told him because I try to be really, normally I would close myself off and I would just like be in a bad mood for the rest of the day. But I try to really tell him what's going on because almost speaking it out also is very helpful. And he he totally understood where I was coming from. And I went outside and did my thing. And then I came in and 
I hugged him and I was like, you know, I'm sorry for bringing that up. That was a very real moment for me, but also thank you because it guided me down this really incredible road that was, yes, painful for a few minutes. But then once I got to the other side, I was like, wow, you know, I have this whole new way, this whole new lens now to look at when I'm triggered and how I can't control what other people are going to say or do, but I can control how I react to that. And while my natural reaction might be an inner child reaction, because that little girl is not healed from when she was told she wasn't enough or what she was doing wasn't enough. But that doesn't mean I have to let it dictate the rest of my day or, you know, the world around me. And that came from leaning in, sitting in your shit. That's like one of my favorite things to say, sit in it because there's so much to learn by just being with it instead of shutting it down or pushing it away or whatever our natural inclination is. Can we swear on the podcast? Is that okay? Yeah. Hell yeah. Fucking swear. I was going to say, I love Jen Sincero in um, You're a Badass at Making Money. She says, it's not your fault you're fucked up. It's your fault if you stay fucked up. And I love that quote because it's so true. Every single person in the entire world, parents do the best they can. They're training you with what they were trained on, which generally is not good either. You know, like no one knows there's no roadmap. And so we absorb things from ages like zero to seven, they say is like literally when majority of cognitive development happens, you're taking things at face value. You see your parents fight over money and you're like, okay, money's bad. I don't want any of that. Okay. You see someone on a diet all the time. Oh, food is bad. Bad relationship with food. You literally don't even question it. These become your beliefs, which drive your actions. And that's how you live in this world. So it's not until you like really dive deep and be like, okay, why do I think that? Because that's not true. Like I'm just making it be true in my life and it's not serving me. And so like you just saying like diving deep and then like the whole thing is like, if you stay fucked up, it's your fault. But like, we all have our own things, you know? So like Mm -hmm. knowing that you're not alone in that too, I think helps a lot. I love that. Yes. That's such a great point. And that's why, you know, we need to get intentional about this stuff because we can, we can, some people, many, many, many people will live with it for their whole lives, but we don't have to. We have the power to choose right now while you're listening to this podcast to stop letting that dictate your life. And when you see, when you get into that place of awareness too, and you see how it's dictating the things you're doing, it's so eye-opening to be like, wow, I overreact every time to this particular thing. And I just do it because I think it's me, but really it's just this other part of me that's speaking out in that moment. And all of a sudden your world just sort of shifts. Everything changes. And it it can be really powerful. It is really powerful. Yeah, I feel like awareness is the first step. Like once you start doing that, like you're on the right path. And like you can't pull open the flower. Just let it bloom in its own time and you'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. I could not agree more. Oh man, Morgan, you're so amazing. I'm loving all of your insights. Thank you so much for sharing so openly with us. And Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, I suppose two last questions for you. The first one is you've done so much of this work yourself. What would be the top three things you would recommend to listeners to start on this sort of intentional mindset journey to really start tapping into that intuition and awareness? What would be your three sort of recommendations? Okay. I would say the first one is like the high D in me, but like sit down, meditate, Think of the best version of you, the best life that you could ever possibly live beyond your wildest dreams. Then multiply that by 10. Write down who that version of you is and then compare it to where you you think you are now. 
And so write down, okay, so this person's confident, I'm not confident or whatever. You figure out where the gaps are. And that's where you really start figuring out like what, if you will, your intentions are to do this work. If you're really happy and you love who you are and you enjoy your life, like no worries, you're fine. Don't do anything. <laughs> you're doing it right naturally. So the first step I would say would be like identify the gaps, like figure out why you like, what are the things you want to change about yourself? And then the second thing I would say is meditation. It's completely changed my life. There is no right way to do it. That's why they call it a practice. Um, Mm -hmm. I've been doing it now every single day for almost three and a half years. And I still wander. Sometimes I'll do the whole entire time and like be like thinking about something else or the tasks I have to do that day. Even 30 seconds of the 15 minutes I do a day is helpful. And over time, you get better and better at it. And then you learn to not judge yourself for being scatterbrained. So like, it's amazing. I highly recommend it. You literally get the answers you're looking for. And then the third thing I would say is, hmm, oh, I would download, this is very specific, listen to A Course in Miracles Made Easy by Alan Cohen on Mm -hmm. Audible. This is the first book that fell off the shelf, the second book that fell off the shelf for me when I was um, going through a hard time and and it has completely transformed my life. That was four years ago. I still listen to it on repeat. I'm on like my 26th time. Um, I learn something new every time and it is a life-changing book. I think everybody should read it. Incredible. A Course in Miracles, you said? Yeah, it's called A Course in Miracles Made Easy. So A Course in Miracles is basically all spiritual books and principles were created from A Course in Miracles. And it's very challenging because it's like in Bible tech, like tongue, if you will. So it's not, it's very challenging to absorb and understand, which is why like Gabby Bernstein, Wayne Dyer, like all the greats have utilized concepts from this book. And then they like make it a little bit easier for the physical world to understand. And then this book is specifically a version that takes out the key points and creates it in a context that's just like in today's time. Hmm. Awesome. I need to read that myself. I will make sure to drop that in the show notes, a link to that um, on Amazon or wherever I can find it for you. And last question, what's your most recent intention getter story? What are you getting intentional about right now? I'm really focusing, um, I feel like a broken record, but right now on like self-care, self-love, because um, we're going through kind of a challenging time as a world and as individuals. And I consider myself a light worker. I want to be like the high vibration that will bring up the collective. In order for me to be able to help others, I need to fill my cup. So the whole oxygen mask analogy. So (laughs) I'm being super intentional intentional. Each morning, I'm usually very rigid and I wake up and I'm kind of like, okay, what's in store for today? Like what feels good? Do I need to go for an extra walk? Do I need to meditate an extra time? Do I need to eat a donut because it tastes good? You know, like whatever (laughs) I want to do, I'm just listening and doing that and staying present in the moment because it really, I think, bleeds into every other area of life. Like if I'm not doing self-care, if I'm not loving myself and I listen to that podcast or I try and meditate or whatever it is, it just doesn't seem to work as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't hear the message or things just don't like vibe flow. I think we're really meant to truly love ourselves and then we can bring the best version of ourselves into the world. So that's where I'm at right now. I love that. Uh, we're really meant to love ourselves. That's gorgeous. Yes. yes. 
All right, Morgan, thank you again so, so much. And how, oh, last question for realties this time. Um, How can people connect with you? How can they get more wisdom from you? Oh, yeah. So um, you can check out my podcast called The La Jolla Local. It's on like all the podcast platforms. As I mentioned before, I interview local business owners of La Jolla um, who are quote unquote successful and they share their true authentic stories because what good are experiences if we don't share them with others? And then I do like anecdotal, like super serious ones in between. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a great outlet for me to share information. So check that out. Um, you can find me at Morgan King Real Estate on Instagram. And my website's morgankingrealestate.com. Perfect. And all of that will, of course, be in the show notes as well. Well, everybody, we will see you on the next episode of Mindset Reset Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in.